Hello and welcome to Parking Thought, the show where we highlight the good in the world from the extraordinary to the everyday. You're going to want to like and subscribe wherever you happen to find us. Curiosity meet gratitude. My name is Jacob and I'm glad you're here today. In this edition, we're going to be talking about the power of no. Yes, no is a short one syllable word, two letters, pretty easy to spell. Sometimes my dog gets confused and think that his name is no, but uh, that's not the case. The dog's name is actually Koska, and uh, he's a good dog. We'll talk about his name in just a minute. But for right now, let's talk about what no means and how it can add value. So we, as human beings, want to please others, at least in general. We have this desire to uh, be socially accepted, and we think that being socially accepting means that we are nice to other people. And that means we have an inclination to say yes to things that we don't always have the time or the capacity to do. And that can cause problems. You know, you actually destroy more trust by saying yes to something and then failing to deliver than if you had said no to something and just let that person move on. One of the ways that you can tell when you're in an environment that involves trust is how often people can say no and speak their mind. And being able to say no has actually significantly changed my life. Um, in high school, I was not the greatest student. Uh, I know that'll shock you guys. You regular listeners of this podcast know how curious I get and how I can squirrel down different avenues and how I'm generally a lifelong learner. However, in high school, the government schools that we have and myself didn't exactly get along. I wasn't um, terribly interested in learning using the model that they'd given us and didn't see the value in it. And so my grades reflected that, and that was the consequence of it. I barely graduated high school by, ten, by two points on a math final. Um, I was that terrible of a student. I, I'd like to think that I've improved since then, but we can talk about that in just a minute. At the end of my high school experience, and, and my father had been very well and very wise with his resources and money. He had set aside money for me to go to school and do all kinds of things and set me up in life. He looked at my grades from high school and he said, well, son, you know, I could send you to college, but it'd be a waste of your time and my money. So you need to find something to do in life. He was telling me no. He was telling me no. He was telling me that, that door, that option was closed to me and that I needed to find something else. And I did. I ended up joining the service, joined the army, uh, learned personal discipline, learned the value of an education, and was able to, you know, finish out a 20-year career. During that time, I was able to work on a degree uh, in communications. First, I did my associates. I worked on that on nights and weekends. I got to go to school full-time using a scholarship program the Army had. Um, so I did that for about 18 months. When I graduated from that full-time school at Utah State University, I made enough of an impact in less than 18 months to be awarded the university's Man of the Year for 2008. And that was a pretty big deal uh, to me. So then the next thing uh, that I did is, is I continued to learn while I was in the service. And even though I had become an officer and had had my bachelor's degree, I continued to learn and was able to get my, my master's degree in IT project management all because my father had the courage to tell me no. Had he said yes, my life would have turned out much differently. I probably would have learned personal discipline, but I would have learned it differently and maybe much later in life and maybe after some challenges that would have been hard to recover from. Having the structure of the military was pretty helpful. 
Um, there are other parts of the military that are pretty hard to talk about, but the part where I learned structure was really good. I got told no an awful lot from leaders in the military. I got told no an awful lot from the mentors I had. I am the sort of person that likes to take on more things than I usually have time for. And I don't give myself enough time to decompress and to stop and think about the world. But thankfully I had mentors that would help me and would say no ahead of time. So that way by the time I would see myself in a situation where my plate was already full, they would be able to point out to me, hey, your plate's already full now. Can you imagine if I, I said yes to what you wanted to do earlier? So I've gotten to be a better judge but of how much I can put on my plate. But more importantly, I've gotten to be a good judge of how to find mentors that I can, can have that will tell me no, because I still don't recognize it. I think it's part of how I am programmed as a human being is I need people in my life to help me recognize when no is the right answer. I'm very grateful my father did that. I'm also very grateful for Major Brian Adams. Well, I'm sure he's been promoted. He's probably no longer a major now. But Major Adams was in charge of our small team in Afghanistan in 2012, 2013, when we were there. And it was a time when we had to be very vigilant about the idea that the Afghan forces, police and army, um, were very likely going to try, or members of those groups were very likely going to try to kill Americans uh, because we were leaving and downsizing in that country. And then, you know, the Taliban still had their influence. People who were there, you know, would know whether or not you helped out the Americans and they would hold you and your family accountable to that. And so lots of people were influenced to do harm to Americans. Um, I was I was feeling itchy. I had been cooped up doing the same routine for quite a while at one point in Afghanistan. I just needed to go someplace and have a bit of a dif different scenery. So I asked Major Adams if he if I could go down for an event uh, down at, uh, at one of the bases that we had down the road. It was only a few miles. I could have traveled there easily on an armed convoy, you know, with some other group. Spent a couple days down there you know, and uh, worked from there and then came back. And uh, he said no. Um, Major Adams learned the value of saying no the hard way. Uh, and I think if I ever get a chance to interview him, I'll let him tell the story of how hard it was for him to learn to say no. But I'm glad he did. We can't be certain that on that day that I might have gone someplace that something bad would have happened or wouldn't have happened. But I can tell you that I'm here today in part because he knew the value of saying no. Um, since being around Major Adams and you know a few other experiences, like I said, I've learned that I need to have a mentor in my life who can help me judge when I'm doing too much. And so when you look at your own life and you find your own weaknesses and find your opportunities to balance those weaknesses by the people that you're around, there is nothing wrong with having weaknesses and shortcomings in your personality. I am so grateful for the people in my life who tell me no when it's appropriate. No means a door is closed and I need to keep walking. And that's an okay place to be in. No does not mean it's the end of the world. It just means it's time to look elsewhere or to focus on what you're already doing. And I've had great people help me learn that lesson over time. No is powerful and no also is a sign of an organization with a lot of trust so now i mentioned the dog we do have a dog 
It's a small dog. He's about 10, 11 pounds, somewhere in that range. Uh, he's an ankle biter. And his name is Kostka. K-O-S-T-K-A. It's a Polish word. And it's the Polish word for ankle. And so the bone in your ankle in Polish is Kostka. Our dog is named Kostka. And he is an ankle biter. Only he's a little more kind. He's the size of an ankle biter, but one of the funniest things he does is he actually shuts the door for people as they're already leaving. Um, when guests that he wants to escort out the out of the door are time to go, they'll he'll walk them up to the door, they'll uh, start to close it, and he will push that door closed with all of his grit and force that he's got, all 11 or 12 pounds of them. He'll go ahead and push that closed. And it's pretty cute to watch. And so that's our dog. His name is Koska. And I don't think he'd be much of an interview on the podcast. So since we're at that part of the episode, let's go ahead and wrap this up. This is the part where I tell you that the best way to say thank you for this episode is to share it with someone you know. I'll let you decide who that is, and I'll bet you know someone who'd love to be a part of the conversation. If you're just joining us for this episode, then we're glad you can join. We're glad you can make it. If you want to stick around for the long haul, then I'm going to remind you that this podcast can be delivered directly to your favorite device by using the subscribe links you can find in the show notes below or over at parkingthought.com. We're also on the YouTube, the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and LBRY.tv. Remember, in a world where you can choose to be anything, why not choose to be grateful?